You know, we say some weird stuff as Christians. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about some Christianese. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. <laughs> Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. In case this is your first time around here, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. We are not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, although either of those things could happen. And if they do, we want to know about it. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Andrea, how's your heart? My heart's doing all right Have this you been gu- week. You've been guarding your heart? I've been guarding my heart. That's good. Oh, That's good. man, we're just diving right jump, in. Jump straight into it. <laughs> we're sitting here, and I'm like, I promise, as soon as I press record, I'll show up. I press record, and then you get, like, you, you're, you're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> it is uh, it is whiplash, which, that's fine, you guys. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's we're, fine. we're good. We're good. So, uh, but you've been guarding your heart this week. Yes, yeah. I have. I have. Good. Um. Great, let's move on. I, I don't really. Yeah. I mean, I, I go to work. Yeah. I go to choir and uh-huh. I go home. That's yeah, that, that's it. That's great. I uh, uh, That's what I do. Um, not uh, not the day that this is coming out, but the uh, the Sunday before was our first time back in a Sunday service, really mm-hmm. like in, in, in a year. And uh, and it was uh, it, it was it was exciting to to be back. I think mm-hmm. it was most exciting for my kids. Yeah, because they felt. I mean, when we told them, "Hey, we're going back to church this Sunday," it's like we won the freaking lottery. Right. You know, they're jumping up and down, <laughs> all excited. So, uh, but but it's it's been good. Uh, that is not to shame anyone or to pressure anyone else into coming. No. Listen, you do you. Make good decisions for you and your family. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it it was time for for us to to go back, and you know, now is a good time to to go back. I think mm-hmm. um, for for especially for us, just because there's a lot of cool stuff going on and trying to be involved yeah. with some different things. Um, a little update from last week's show when we were talking about Mike Naraki, yeah, um, the uh, one of the co-founders of uh, of VeggieTales, who co-creators with Jim Visher, Phil Visher, uh, Phil Visher. Whatever you say. Um, so we had talked about how they had started a Kickstarter for Dead Sea Squirrels. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they have stopped that Kickstarter. Oh. They were trying to raise like 1.2 million at 35,000. They just stopped. Okay. And uh, and everybody kind of was like, whoa, what what happened? So I guess they got traditional funding and that's going to actually happen now. Oh, so Dead awesome. Sea Squirrels is moving forward. No need to push forward on that the Kickstarter. That is very exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, the other thing I got sent, <clears throat> I think our audience knows us like the Potterishners. Yeah. yeah. How many times were you sent the NPR tiny desk concert of Kirk Franklin this week? Actually none. Ooh, Ooh, your, your, your people don't like you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I'm out of here. Bye guys. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> no uh note for the audio i pushed the microphone away that is she did i was mad <laughs> she was she was real mad so guys um i know that i'm normally the one that plays the sounds and pushes the buttons but you can send stuff to andrea yeah, too mm-hmm. it helps it helps yeah but you've seen the tiny desk concert from kirk franklin yes yes and you're re- you're visibly upset i right am now. <laughs> i'm just a little mad Man, I'll get it, over it. Send it to Andrea I'll too. break through. It's okay. Um, what, what's your uh, what's your uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? How do people get a hold of you? Directly? Andrea. 
All of them. Also, just at dropping Sunday. Maybe yeah. maybe I was actually the one checking all the things. Maybe that's why you didn't see it. But just uh, play the video. Just, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, um, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, NPR, uh, the uh, the crazy liberal left wing media <laughs> juggernaut. <laughs> Uh, had uh, had Kirk Franklin on uh, this thing called the Tiny Desk Concert. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the Tiny Desk Concert in the past year has taken a little bit different shape. But what it used to be was there was a literal tiny desk in mm-hmm. the offices of NPR, and uh, if you were so fortunate to be able to show up and perform, you had to perform there behind that tiny desk, okay. right? And so everything was usually unplugged. Uh, if you're like, hey, w- what are some good ones to go check out? Um, like Dave Matthews is legit good. Um, like if you want something a little more fun, like Lizzo, you know, mm-hmm. like d- does it. And, and, you know, so, um, but I also think Tasha Cobbs Leonard did a tiny desk. I, I could am, be wrong. I'm almost positive All right, she did. You, you look that up, but it was, uh, Kirk, but Kirk Franklin's, uh, shot this week to, to do it. And so, um, they kind of recreated something, I think, at Kirk's house, where it, it definitely is a very smaller vibe. Mm-hmm. You would not be able to get this many people uh, at the tiny desk. But you got a, a drum kit. You got uh, a bass player, which, by the way, um, this, this bass. So good. Put your hands together in the house. Uh, got, uh, like, a Rhodes kind of keyboard player. Got uh, Kirk playing piano. Uh, and I think he's—is he standing up now? No, he's sitting down. I—he's still—he's still sitting. Still sitting. Okay. Hard to tell. I know. Yeah, when he stands up, the microphone still is right where it needs to be. And then he's got uh, two uh, SATB or SAT soprano altos, altos tenors, uh, and so it, it's a good—it's a good jam. You should definitely check it out. Uh, my favorite is when he uh, is on. There he is. He stood up and he's dancing. And by the way, he's doing the uh, the. I mean, norm. Song's so good. Yeah. It really is. Um, he's doing that thing where you're not allowed to dance, but you have to move around a lot. Mm-hmm. I call this the worship team dance, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't. Which we both do. Yeah, we both often. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give me the stage. I'll I'll, I'll be all over mm-hmm. it. But if you give me this little, you know, two square feet. <laughs> I'll stay that, in it. Th- this is this but I'm is gonna what take we'll up do. the whole. T- Can I tell you something? One yeah. of my favorite things is to watch entertainers that love to entertain. Yes. I, I just and and it's not even that's not even not the right way to do it. I love to watch musicians and singers who just get joy from singing and playing music. Yeah. I just love it. Even if they're not the most incredible, with they look like they're having fun. Yeah. I automatically I'm in. Or, I'm in. I mean, people who get lost in the moment, mm-hmm. I love. Um, as much as I hate John Mayer's face every time he plays anything, because John Mayer <laughs> face is a thing. Yes. Um I also respect it because the dude's getting lost in every single guitar bend yeah. that he's doing and everything. He doesn't so. care if there's anybody else there or not. He's no. just enjoying himself. I'm watching this guy that's singing right behind Kirk yeah. and he is having just the time. best time. Yeah, just, just, He's just smiling fun. and laughing and I just want to watch you. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, we got an ad coming. I knew it was coming. Ah! Guys, I'm not going to let you listen to an ad for Discovery Plus because they didn't buy ad time on the show. Um, <laughs> they want to, though. They absolutely. Can, we will absolutely They do can that. reach out and we will happy for sure. Year, happy good year. Happy to a better year. My name is Kirk Franklin and I'm so humble and honored to be here on Tiny Desk with you. And I'm so grateful that you joined me and these incredible singers and musicians. Please help me show some love to this incredible team. Tia, Melody, Dion, Mike, Ebony, Dee Dee, Terry, Matt, Grammy Award winner, Sean Martin. We're so glad to be here with you celebrating our people, all people, all God's people. Man, I'm just so grateful that I'm standing on some great shoulders. All the incredible people from Thomas Dorsey to James Cleveland, Andre Crouch to Walter Hawkins, even Quincy Jones, everybody that has contributed to gospel music and the message of hope and light. And I just want to keep the party going. Can I keep the party going? I know you're at the crib. I know you're at home right now, sitting in your drawers, listening to some Jesus music. It's okay. Jesus loves you in your drawers. Those are your draws. <laughs> he blessed you with them draws. Didn't he bless him with them yes, draws? Yes, yes. Those, are yes, yes, yes. Those are your draws. Those are your draws. I love him. I love it. And then where does it, where do they go? A little silver and gold. All right. Uh, and you can kind of tell, like, uh, they they might get a little lost in the spirit. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. So uh, I think that's probably a good place to start, huh? Let's start there as far as Christianese goes. That we, we caught up on new stuff for this week. There's more stuff we can talk about, but... Uh, Maybe we'll save it for next week. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this uh, week. This week. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just feeling the spirit on this one. I'm feeling a little feeling lost. Feeling the spirit, yeah. Lost in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, help me out here. Uh, lost is, in the spirit is something that uh, is pretty popular in Pentecostal circles. Uh, yeah. Uh, more charismatic circles. Southern Baptists may may not necessarily feel that. Ooh, by the way, next week, remind me, and um, you won't remind me, and we won't do it, but uh, uh, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention had a really interesting thing that he said this week that we should talk about on okay. the show. So, but uh, he, I don't think he was lost in the spirit when he said it, but um, <laughs> what, what does it mean to be lost in the spirit? Well, spirit of God. God. Um, side note, I think it's hysterical when Pastor Dan says God that way. Every once in a while it comes out. Yeah, he doesn't mean to at no. all. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> it just happens. Um, so lost in the spirit, um, that is when you are unaware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're having an extended worship time at your church. You're having uh, the spirit has broken out. What does that mean? Ooh, ooh, okay. Spirit break out. I like that. I might have sung that a hundred times in the uh-huh, past week. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you're praying for revival, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm making notes here that weren't on my list, but I like this. Uh, we got lost in the spirit, spirit break out, revival. <laughs> We're just having a good time, you guys. Okay. Um, so yeah, so lost in the spirit. You are you're just focused one hundred percent. Nothing else. Is around, yeah. And what what spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit. Hopefully, right. Oh, it could just I be mean, the spirit of the should, moment. It yeah. Should be, yeah. but it you know, sometimes the, it's not. Could just be the spirit of the moment. It happens. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then what happens if uh, the spirit breaks out? <laughs> what does that mean? 
Well, there are lots of things. Hold on. Was the spirit captive? Like, were, were we, did we put the spirit in a jail cell? Was Which there... is a different spirit, by okay, the way. Okay. Oh, we hold every spirit captive. Okay. That's, here that's we go. Spirit, Make it known. That's small s spirit. Okay. Got it. And then you have capital S spirit. Okay. But do we keep capital S spirit in a jail cell? Is that what we do? Well, no, you shouldn't. But but do we? But, I mean, that that's a different show. <laughs> Got it. Okay, that's a, yeah, we're not doing theological discussions today. Nope. Uh, we're trying to explain. We're trying to have fun. The weird things that we say. So Which, spirit break there's out. There's a lot. Apparently the spirit was broken up, bro- was uh, broke out of something, uh, mm-hmm. was was locked in something. So apparently it was captive. Yes, apparently that's so. That's what you were getting at, and yeah. I was missing it. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I haven't finished my cup of coffee yet we're recording in the morning why are we doing why this? do this we is do a this terrible decision i love it okay um but yeah so apparently it, it is maybe it's just captive in ourselves maybe, maybe we're captive i uh, wait all of these things listen <laughs> what's happening i don't right know um but uh, when the spirit breaks out mm-hmm. we might sense a, a sense of a of revival you said revival, you said the word revival, revival so yeah. uh, revival means that something i guess was dead yeah yeah, okay. dead or dormant. Or dormant. Perhaps. Okay. Now, so I think that I understand that it just in general, like there's things that make sense in the world. Like when they hear like revival, mm-hmm. they oh, okay, something was dead, it's coming back to life. I understand that. What do church people mean when they mean when they say revival? Oh, oh man. Hold on. I've got let me just pause real quick. <laughs> you might have gone to uh Brownsville. School of Ministry. Revival. Revi- School Brown- of Ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your version of revival might be a little different than what my version of revival is. <clears throat> Listen. I- I'm going to let you do yours, but then I'm going to tell you what it actually means to everybody else. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, let me tell you something. A couple of weeks ago, I was at dinner with all of my new coworkers who all, I think all, have a background in Southern Baptist. I love this. And they're talking about a church service getting a little crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, that sounds totally normal. One dude raised his hand. I swear. Like, I swear. I even said, Jelsey I can tell I'm the only charismatic here because I was like, it doesn't, that doesn't sound y'all weird. Jeff started crying. Did y'all see that? Jeff, Jeff oh, full on cried. It I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check with his wife. Make I sure think, he's okay. I think something's wrong. It was. That's hilarious. So funny. You're like, how many people did a lap around the church? How many I'm, people r- literally ran the pews? Did you did you do a Jericho march? Because if you did, then if you didn't, it was just a normal service. Just a normal service. What are you doing? And if you did do a Jericho march, then also just a normal, just service. a normal service. <laughs> I don't understand. What's don't, the issue? Yes. Okay, so revival. revival. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, I did attend a school that had revival in the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it was birthed out of a revival. Yeah. Okay. You see you see the I, connection? I, I, no, oh yeah, no, listen. <laughs> I'm tired, I'm not slow. <laughs> we're good. <sighs> okay, revival. revival. <laughs> so so if you look, if you look past in the in the past, hold on. Blah, 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 blah. I'm keeping it in. No edit. If you, if you, <laughs> just, what just happened? I was gonna say if you look. I don't think this is right, but okay. into the anal's of history, that's not right. hundred percent, that's right. 
Absolutely. <laughs> if you look into the anus of history. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, guys, everybody, if you're trying to figure out what a revival is, find a historical anus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you're looking through the, the a- annals of history, annals. Yeah. You look back in the history of the church. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there, there are a few notable times that have either at the time or have since been dubbed a revival. Yes. So what typically accompanies that is you're looking at a long-term weekly, not weekly, daily services. Okay. Most of the time, not always, uh, but they're having services every night and it is for an extended period of time. You've got a lot of people coming to church, people who maybe are not typically in church and they're coming, they're getting saved. They're coming down to the altar. These are all Christianese words that we have explained in the yes, past. Yes. Yeah. It works. Um, and so those are typically things that accompany revivals. Sometimes you might see uh, healings and other miracles. You might see the spirit break out. Yeah. Spirit People bre- yeah. get lost in the spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, long services that last for hours. Maybe Holding other spirits captive. Yes. yes. Holding okay. other spirits okay, captive. Okay, we're good. Yeah, so those those are things that, that you might see accompany a revival. Okay. So uh, we can name, uh, I mean, I guess American revivals we're probably looking at. I mean, obviously the one that you're talking about, Brownsville. Brownsville. Uh, Azusa Street Azusa revival Street. In, in Los Angeles. We had the Argentine revival where a similar thing happened down in Argentina. Um, there Toronto. Was a Toro- there was one in Toronto. Yeah. I mean, so we've got different things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, historically kind of, you know, all the great outpourings of the Holy Spirit that have happened. Yeah. I think that we, there's been like two or three. I don't know. Don't. I'm slow today. Um, but uh, hi, George. So um, what does revival mean to most churches? That's my question. Mm. Well, I think. <laughs> so a lot of churches may invite an evangelist to come and they're going to have is. a week okay, of revival. Okay, so then let me tell you what. It, <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you. You got there. You took it. I, took me a second. A brief second to realize where we were going. Okay. So um, there are people who make their living going around preaching at different church to church. Mm-hmm. These are not pastors. Uh, in my history, they uh, the, of of dealing with with these with these people, they probably shouldn't be pastors. They are great, uh, charismatic speakers. They uh, they're they're good, usually Bible teachers. They know how to you know get a crowd riled up. And what they do is that they are paid public speakers to go around and um, talk about God at different churches. Um, in uh, in certain cultures, that's called an evangelist, someone yes. who goes from place to place and evangelizes. So to evangelize means to convince someone to think the way that you do. Um, that that's what an evangelist like. Apple has evangelists that work mm-hmm. for the company Apple. Apple evangelists are people who are like Apple is great. You should you should get app. You should buy into Apple. Same type of thing. You should buy into this whole thing that I'm selling. And so um, I, I I don't like how your eyebrows went up right then. <laughs> but if you don't think that an evangelist is a good salesman, I don't think. 
No, okay. I <laughs> I do think that okay. evangelist is okay. a good salesman. Yeah. I'm thinking of all of evangelists that I that, know. Yes, okay. So uh, the first thing that an evangelist has to sell is himself. And so uh, what what these what these evangelists will do, and music people do this as well, uh, musical acts, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they will either do it themselves or they'll pay a uh, uh, like a broker or a manager to call around to different churches and try to set up speaking engagements for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the the wild card actually used to work for a company that did this. Okay, that would call churches um, if it had uh, you know new in the name. Uh, you you knew that the uh, that the church was less than five years old. New life, new hope, new, and it was usually like there was a church split, and there's a new like. So by the way, if you see a church and it has new in the name, it is more than likely the result of a church split somewhere nearby. And everyone wants to, oh no, no, where we go? Oh no, we go to New Hope. Mm-mm. That's so hysterical. we don't we don't go to first whatever anymore. No, that were, they were the first, but we're the new one, right? Okay, oh, so um, so they call so around. Funny. It's Hundred percent true. Because I've got an, ex- I've got one of those. Yeah. in my past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's lots of uh, lots of cross, right? Cross point, crossway. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. Okay, so um, you, they call around, they talk to the pastor, and they try to get the pastor to agree to have this person come and speak. Now, mm-hmm. if they're really good or they have a good relationship with the pastor, what they'll do is they'll set up revival services, and this is usually Wednesday night to Sunday night is usually how this goes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they'll do Sunday through Wednesday, but typically the weekend they try to kind of get everybody on board and, uh, Wednesday night will be kind of the kickoff night. Hey, we're all kind of having fun. If you don't know Jesus, now's the time that you should get to know Jesus. And then the second night, Thursday night's going to be, uh, okay, now there's deep hidden sin in your life. We got to get rid of that hidden sin. Friday night, youth night. We're having fun. Everything's going crazy. Youth band is probably going to leave. Absolutely. Worship or maybe two songs. Yeah. And. Oh yeah, um, or or way too many. One of the two, right? Yeah, yeah. Either either the entire worship set, or very abbreviated, or yeah. very like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One song and you're done. Absolutely. Saturday night. Uh, oh, and by the way, Friday night is also okay. Now let's get the youth saved. Wednesday we got the adults saved. Friday night we're going to get the youth saved. Saturday night is going to be we're going to lay hands on people and pray for the Holy Spirit to show up. <laughs> If you're a charismatic, that's how that happened. That was Saturday night. And then Sunday was all the people that didn't show up to revival that all of a sudden are coming in being like, why is everybody acting weird? Why does everybody like this guy? I don't know this guy. Why is he? Why does he not wear a tie? I don't understand. Was he think he's comfortable here? I don't understand. Why is he coming down off the stage and walking along the front? Yeah, yeah. No, what are you doing? Like, get back up behind the pulpit. Absolutely. You, listen, we're going to give you three square feet to work with. You dance behind there like Kirk Franklin. <laughs> Anyway, um, and then uh, don't dance like Kirk Franklin because no, that's offensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did kind of do some weird he got hip a little, gyrations. Yeah, he I was, did. Uh, yeah, uh, and so uh, so yeah, so there we go. There we ha- that, and then Sunday night is like a oh everything's great. Um, every night they take up something called a what's it called a love offering. I didn't even have to like mouth it or anything. No, just straight up. What's I'm it with called? you now? Okay. <laughs> Just took me a little mi- a minute. It's fine. Drink some coffee. What is a love offering? A love offering is if you, it's always taken up at the end of the service. Yes, because he is earning who or she, yeah, whoever speaking, sure. the evangelist is earning this offering. Yes. So you got to work for it, Bubba. Have, have we talked? <laughs> have we talked about tithes? 
Nope. Is that on our list? Okay. <laughs> I'm writing so it down. Let's, let's talk about tithes. Yeah. So a tithe, which is 10%, that is that is what you give just automatically to your church. Okay. Why? You should. But <clears throat> uh, because it's in the Bible. It's in Malachi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Chapter three, I think. Look at you. You're just going to go for it. I love is that. that it? No, maybe chapter two. I don't know. Now I'm now I'm questioning. That's myself. fine. What what does tithe mean? So tithe is ten percent of your income. Okay. Now, question. Yes. Do you? Yeah. Go ahead. You can do, ask. Do you do ten percent of your net income or ten percent of your gross? Oh income? man, what a great question. <laughs> that okay. I'm fine with with this question. Okay. Um. So the first thing that I'll say is uh, this comes out of the book of Leviticus. Okay, so this is old. This is old Old Testament law. Okay, it says uh, Leviticus twenty seven thirty says a tenth of the pro- produce of the land, whether grain or fruit, is the Lord's and is holy. Okay, yes. uh, and then in Proverbs uh, three nine it says honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits of all your crops. So, what the tithe is is the first ten percent off the top above everything. Yep. So, um. Someone pointed out to me that if uh, that if I tithed um, on the net, mm-hmm. then anything I got back for my tax return, I also had to tithe on. Uh, but because that money is like additional income, however, if I tithe off the gross when I get something back on my taxes, that's money I've already tithed on, and I don't. That's just money that the government was holding for me. Hey, hold this, hold this money for me. And so you don't have to pay uh, tithe on that. The very first time that I switched from going from net to gross, mm-hmm. um, uh, I was I was working in apartment communities, and my my comp was variable based off of how many uh, how much rent other people paid. Okay, does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, uh, five hundred and eighty units was a big place, uh, and you get a certain amount of money per door. If everybody pays, if you have a zero delinquency balance at the end of the month, you get a certain amount of money, money per door. If you're like 90%, it's a different amount. Um, that month that I switched from going from net to gross was the first month in that, in the property's history, zero delinquent, Mm -hmm. every single person paid the difference in my variable comp from 90 to, to, to a hundred percent, uh, was double the difference in what I was paying net to gross. And I was like, okay, God, I understand. Like mm-hmm. you want, okay. Like you can't outgive God. You right. can't, you can't give more than he's going to. And so, uh, as I was sitting there and I was like, okay. And then God sh- showed me that, uh, for me to bless you, I had to bless 580 families. So I was willing to bless 580 families so that they could pay their rent mm-hmm. so that you could get your blessing guys. God's a cool dude. I'm just saying, yeah. like he, he he'll he'll look out for you. But that's that that's tithe. But the tithe doesn't go to the evangelist. No, the tithe goes to the church. That's it is it that is what helps because a church is a nonprofit, so that's what helps run a church. Yeah, that pays the salaries of the staff. Mm-hmm. It keeps the lights on. It pays for whatever. Yeah, listen, maintenance. When, whatever. When the air conditioner goes down, somebody's got to pay that bill. Yeah, right. And there's two ways you can do it. You can either have a fund that is has money to do it, mm-hmm. or you could take up a special offering where you're like, guys, uh, listen, it's going to be twelve hundred dollars. I need twelve people to give a hundred dollars right now. Are you I, hot right now? Give a hundred dollars. I see that we'll hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Harold, put up two hands. 
That's right, Harold. I know you got it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So yeah. a love offering yes. is specifically for whoever is speaking yes. at the revival. Uh-huh. Revival services. Yes. And they now here's the thing. Do they take it up or does the pastor take it up? Oh no, the up? pastor takes it up. You can't take up your own love offering. <laughs> you want to bet? I've seen it. Well, unless you're Carmen. I mean, in which case you Take that out. <laughs> You're giving me editing to do. Yes. Dang it, Andrea. Are you being serious right now? I am totally. We're serious. doing this Saturday morning. I, know. I don't feel That's good. It. That's all you have. No, to take let me out. write it down. Time codes. Goodness gracious. So take that. <laughs> fine. Take That's out. fine. So, um, typically the pastor does it, <laughs> but and if you're apparently you take up your own, um, and that goes toward. Uh, also, the person that you just mentioned also mm-hmm. doesn't just take it up for himself. He takes it up for other ministries that he talks about sometimes. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm just saying I've heard him do it. So uh, anyway, uh, and it's uh, it's weird because it's like if you don't do a good job, uh-huh. you may not get as good of a love offering. You haven't inspired people to give. Yeah. So what a lot of these little uh, evangelists do is mm. that they uh, they set minimums with churches, yes. like love offering with a minimum of X, X amount of dollars plus travel. And so um, if they get over that, great. Yeah. But if not, that's not coming out of the church's pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of churches won't have men because it's like, well, I don't think that Listen, we just know our love offerings. You're not mm-hmm. going to get four thousand dollars. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So a lot. I think what's happening uh, in this day and age, and especially in the the world of mega churches, yeah, churches are doing a an honorarium. Yeah. And just it's a flat honorarium. This is what you're going to get. They may still take up a love offering. Yeah. But that love offering offsets what the church has already paid in right. our area. Bring your merch. <clears throat> whatever you sell is good. Also, yeah. because we're a mega church, the uh, the amount of exposure that mm-hmm. you're going to get from being here and right. being on our website and being on all that other stuff is going to make up for it. So, right. uh, so it's a little bit. It is a little bit different. Okay. So yeah. there we talked about uh, lost in the spirit. How that led to revival. What a revival really is. Spirit who's breakout. in charge of who's in charge of revivals. Okay. So uh, that was, by the way, none of that was planned. We no. haven't even got to the planned words yet. No, no, like, not, none of those were on my list. N- no, that's just how we get there. So you've got a list of about a half dozen. Yeah. Let, let's take, let's kind of dig in. Let's see if we can maybe expand it out to 47 because uh, I feel like one leads to another every single time, every single time. Well, I have two okay. that, that kind of go together. I like it. So I don't know. If you've ever had, have, maybe we've talked about this. Have we talked about quiet time? Hold on, I'm looking at my list. I don't think that we've talked I don't about quiet. How have we not talked about? How quiet have time? we not talked <laughs> oh about my quiet gosh. time? Love it. Let's do it. But you know, you know where's you know when's a good time to have quiet time? Mm. On your prayer walk. Prayer walk. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Yikers! Prayer walk. Okay. Prayer walks. Just go with quiet time so well. Okay, so um, let's start with prayer walk. I feel like that's a little bit more self-explanatory. I mm. feel like if you said that to a non-believer, they would be like, okay, you walk and pray. Yeah. Is there any more to it than that? Well, <clears throat> there. I think there can be. Yeah. Now, in this past year, we've, we've going through the pandemic, um, I don't know if you've heard, I'm sure you have, the pastors at our church that we attend 
talk about when people would come up when we weren't having services and the maybe the office was closed during the week, they would come up and drop their offering or their tithe in the outside box. Sure. And then they would drive around or walk around the church and pray. Okay. So sometimes I would say that a prayer walk can have a very specific it's very route. Very in- intentional. Very intentional. <laughs> it can have a very specific um, uh, topic that yeah. you're praying for. Yeah. Something like that. I think you can do a prayer walk. I, I've done prayer walks inside a sanctuary. Yeah. I've done prayer walks on... Most Jericho marches are going to be... Yeah. Let me write down Jericho, Jericho March. March. Have we not done Jericho March? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, my word. What have we talked about? <laughs> have we done four episodes? I have no clue. I mean, we talked about missionary dating a lot. Like a lot. Being unequally yoked. We've done that. Yeah. Uh, fellowship. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, we're just, we're really having to dig deep. And yeah. we're, we're, we're getting some. We're getting some good stuff. Wow. Okay. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, I might have a list in front of me of about 40 different things that we haven't talked about yet. Just to see where we go. Let's just see where we go. Christianese is an entire other yeah, language. It absolutely is. Okay. That's so, what we're learning. So um yeah, so a prayer walk mm-hmm. where yeah. You could also just go outside for a stroll and talk mm. to Jesus and, and go on. Yeah, a, you can a do prayer a prayer walk, walk yeah. in your neighborhood. Yeah. In your whatever. Yeah. Wherever. Absolutely. Uh it's a little different than a prayer labyrinth, which yes, which I've also done. <laughs> that's uh that's that's a whole other thing. Uh, there's like, uh, usually things on walls to help you pray for things along the way. It's just kind of a weird thing. You might have to do some crafts. Yeah. <laughs> might have to. Wait, your prayer labyrinth has craft bonanzas? What's going you, on? Like you have things that you have to, maybe you have to build a cross so you can pick up your own. You, I'm sorry. Okay. No, listen, that's cool. You haven't done that? No, I think that, I think they're demonic. I don't do them. You don't do prayer labyrinths? No, prayer labyrinths? No, absolutely not. It's all about going into yourself and not going out to Jesus. No. Like there's a, I I have a spiritual thing on, about it. It depends on how you set it up. I guess it depends on how you set it up yeah. for sure. But yeah. Um, I've done them at Bethesda. Over there. Over at that there. place. <laughs> that, that place is right over there. Um, <laughs> just clicked. That's great. Um, no, I, uh, I think that anything that you do, uh, that is done with the right intention is mm-hmm. fine. I was part of a service once where the, uh, the, the speaker did a guided meditation, mm-hmm. um, and did it in a, in a, and probably a Christ centered way where yeah. it, it, it wasn't like, um, it was everything transcendental meditation wise, uh, except the mantras had nothing to do with, um, you know, Hindi gods. So. The word meditation gets a bad rap, but yeah. it depends on what you're meditating on. A hundred percent. Okay, Jericho March is mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> all right. Now we got to tell the story of the 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 how Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. <laughs> By the way, I said it right. You think that I'm I'm tired, and I said I I didn't say the you in Joshua. No, it's Joshua. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. That's how that goes. Um, all right, kids, get your Bibles out. Yeah. Here's our felt board. Yeah, I <laughs> That's know. what I feel like Goodness is about gracious. to happen. <laughs> Can you please tell this story? I feel like I'm always the one telling Bible stories. But you do such a good job. All right, fine. So Josh, um, Moses is dead, now Joshua. That's how the book of Joshua starts. <laughs> so it's pretty good how that starts. Moses died. Joshua is now in charge, and they're supposed to take over the entire land of Canaan. And they uh, come up to a city called Joshua. And Joshua has these huge walls, which back in the day that was the only like defense, right? So it was, uh, it, it was full. Hold on, send it to me. Don't just po- don't just 
pull it up and show it. She, guys, she pulls up the song. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and just like, look, I've got it. What's it? You're not plugged in. Okay. Um, <laughs> gotta calm down. You do. You need to calm down. So, um, they, they go up and they're like, okay. and they've been the, Joshua and, and the children of Israel have been just decimating, uh, land just across the board. Every enemy they come across, it's, they, they've just been killing them, but these walls are just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so God says, okay, um, don't fight anybody. Just walk around the wall and do that once. And they did that. And then the next day they did it again. And the next day they did it again. And for six days they did. um, Did you send it to me? Okay. So for six days, they walk around the wall one time. And on the seventh day, they do it seven times. Now here's the deal. Some people know how to do math. Some people don't. Um, So a real Jericho march uh, is actually 13 laps. I just want to point this out. And if you have a sizable building at all, people falling out about lap four. They're just not doing Jericho marches yeah. at all. And if you have steps or anything like that, that people feel the need to go up the stairs. Oh, why? Oh, oh my goodness. And it's not even the the going up the stairs. It's going to be the coming down the stairs that's going to be the issue that many times. Because somebody in the back gonna fall. is going to fall and it's going to be a domino. Yeah. And we, listen, we've seen we've seen that happen before. Here we go. Whoa, hold on. This is a super the super book show. Oh yeah, choreography, you guys. Guys, this thing bops. You know this song, right? Okay, listen. <sighs> listen. Don't look at me like that. Yes, yes, I do. I, I have I have been frequent with do you this know song. the dance no why would i know the dance i'm I don't a 40 know. year old man <laughs> don't know do you know the dance yes i do Whoa. it at home <laughs> by yourself just look at put the it mirror. on tiktok all right? right bro okay if if somebody gets uh a tiktok trend of joshua fought the battle of jericho i love it okay so, uh, so we talked about Jericho marches. We talked about prayer walks. That was all to get us back to quiet time. Quiet time. All right. Tell me what quiet time is. So all Christians are expected to have quiet time. Okay. Where in the Bible does it tell us to have quiet time? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it is at this time Perfect answer. that you renew your relationship with God through prayer and Bible study. The longer, the better. Yeah. So it's it, people really flex on this. Uh-huh. Because uh, morning quiet time is way better than evening. Of course, what, quiet of, time. Of course, if you are Jesus a, shows up in the morning way more than he way shows up in the more. evening. And if you're not awake enough to have quiet time with God in the morning, then you probably need to check your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then also, like if your quiet time is like 15 minutes, then what's wrong with you? Yeah, um, yeah. Should be like 30 minutes is. Like minimum. minimum, minimum, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. really, an hour to an hour and a half. If you can get up at four a.m. and really have a good, solid two yeah. hours of quiet time, then yeah. you're really a good Christian. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's uh, that's definitely the thought process. Um, why is that a bunch of <laughs> just asking for myself? I'm just curious. So you you don't have a two hour quiet time in the morning? No, no, no. no I don't either. I um. Okay, so. <laughs> 
You want to hear the story? You ready? Okay. So in college, uh, a couple of us decided, you know what? We are going to, we're broke college kids. We make no monies, but we, we feel the need, the spiritual principle of tithing hanging over our heads. Okay. The only thing that we actually have in college is time. So we're going to tithe our time. So 2.4 hours of every day. Okay. Okay. So that's, uh, I think it was like, uh, if I'm doing my math right, it was two hours and 24 minutes. Okay. So two hours and 24 minutes, we are going to spend uh, tithing in quiet time. Okay. Every day. And so everybody was excited about it. We set a start date. And uh, three or four days into it, everybody's still pretty amped up about it. Uh, one week later, uh, uh, we we do an accountability check. Make sure we write down accountability. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so we do an accountability check, and uh, and uh, <clears throat> I'm the only one still doing it. And I was like, <laughs> uh, "What happened to everybody?" And they were like, "Yeah, I think uh, I think God wants us to like tithe ten uh, percent of our hearts, not necessarily ten percent of our time." I'm like, "No, I think He wants your whole heart." I think that you're misunderstanding. I think you just, well, no, I mean, we're just focused on it, but not like we got things to do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and that's when the Jesus juke comes in of mm. like, yeah, he had things to do besides die on a cross for your sins, but you did that anyway. Um, have we talked about Jesus juke? You know, maybe. Okay. Let's yeah, we definitely I, talked about we've Jesus definitely, juke. I don't know if we've done it in the context in the of con- Okay. That's fine. That's fine. We, you don't, Listen, we Jesus juke each other. So. All the time. Yeah. Um, listen, there's 60 some odd episodes. Go back to listen to all of them. You'll find where it says Jesus juke. You can let us know. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, so that was a thing. Mm-hmm. But um, quiet time is, uh, it's not in the Bible. No, no, I don't think so. Like we're told to pray, but there's no, yeah. like we're told to go into a closet and like have some time. Like we're in that prayer that closet. Does, prayer closet. Yeah. That, but what the Bible means by that is like, just kind of get away from everybody, like yeah. spend some time by yourself yeah. Um, and, and talk to Jesus. Um, yeah. So it's usually like Bible reading and then mm-hmm. usually some sort of spiritual author reading and then prayer and then sitting there quiet and letting God talk to you because everybody hears from God in that way. If you're not doing that exact formula, yeah, it's not going to happen. You're, you're doing quiet time wrong. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, uh, I probably have some books that will help you. Yeah. I think a better word that would be, uh, that we should be using is probably Mm -hmm. like a devotional time where Mm -hmm. you're at time that you're devoting to Jesus. Yeah. Um, does it need to be in the morning? No, no, no. God made everybody different. Not everybody's a morning person. No. Some people like to spend time with Jesus, uh, in the afternoon or in the evening. Yeah. And here's the thing, you guys, when we, when we started doing immerse at our church, Mm -hmm. I, I was kind of like, mm-hmm. some people may not know. Immerse oh. is a series of, uh, of books that incorporate scripture. Um, but they do it in different ways to kind of help the reader process through the entire thing. So like, right. um, Genesis, uh, the be, Genesis, uh, b- the beginnings was done kind of, uh, in a little bit different order than what you would expect from like actual seeing actual scripture. Um, the gospels were, were presented in a different order than what you see in the canon of the new Testament. Yeah. It was all scripture. Nothing else changed. It was just kind of stuff a little bit out of order. So right. when we started doing immerse, we're doing that through the entire Bible. Go ahead. Yes. So, so there are, uh, six different books yeah. in the immerse yeah. series. It's all, it's all the Bible and it's all the Bible. Yeah. And it's just, it's just making kind of reading the Bible in a different order so yeah. that it, you may see something new. 
Yeah, different format. It's not different necessarily form, chapter yeah. verse, all that stuff. Yeah, go ahead. And so when we started doing Immerse, I was very specific how I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to listen because you can find it a podcast where it's got it broken up in exactly the way we're supposed to read it. Yeah. And whole church doing it together. I was going to listen and read at the same time. So I was doing it at night, okay. which was probably my first mistake, right? Yeah. Um, but I was doing it at night. Because if you never heard our movie review episodes, <laughs> Andrea gets a little sleepy. I do. <laughs> You get a little sleepy. Um, so about a weekend, I realized that's not working for me. I'm falling asleep. I'm not making it all the way through. So um, I started listening to the podcast episodes on my way to work. And guess what? That worked great. Oh, beautiful. I was able to get through it. That was on our, our very first one, Messiah, which is the entire New Testament. I was able to get through it all. So I'm just saying that because everybody's different and it's okay that if your quiet time and this is just encouragement yeah. so you're welcome it's okay if your quiet time doesn't look yeah the same mine or devotional time or devotional time yeah. whatever it is because my, my quiet time typically isn't quiet because i'm not quiet <laughs> right right like um like there's usually some sort of music involved mm-hmm. right there's uh not necessarily that I'm making, but also not necessarily something I'm not making. Um, And and that's kind of like my devotional time on a daily basis. Uh, I'm trying to walk quite a bit more Mm because my doctor really, really got on to me. And so uh, I sometimes will do uh, prayer walks or I'll just Mm -hmm. like turn on a merch like while I'm walking around the neighborhood or whatever like that. And and that's fine devotion time. uh, But there is a, uh, I don't know, there's a stigma with the word quiet time Mm -hmm. that you're not doing it right. Right. And so that's, that's the thing I'll tell you is like, so I want to get rid of the stigma of quiet time uh, (laughs) and just, you know, spend some time with Jesus. However you, however you can. Yeah. 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 Love God, love others. Take time to listen. That's all you got to do. All right. Good. We ready to move on. We didn't talk about accountability. You want to talk about accountability? Oh yeah. Let's talk about accountability checks. Yeah. So why don't you talk about it from a women's perspective and then I'll talk about it from a men's perspective and I'll have, I'll just turn the sound off for you so you can't hear me talk. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll, let me talk about it from, well, no, I'll just talk about it from my perspective. There you go. I think that accountability is, it's where you, you willingly make yourself accountable, which just means someone's going to be checking with you about maybe something that you said you were going to do yeah. or cause accountability is something that everybody is across needs. the board. Everybody needs. And I'm yeah. not talking about in church that accountable accountability being accountable. That's, that's a word that is used. My, over. my boss holds me accountable. I hold my yes. employees accountable. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in the church world, an accountability check, you, maybe you're accountable to a mentor, mm-hmm. someone who is, helping you through something, or maybe it's a, your small group mm-hmm. which we've talked about peers, of your some peers, sort, yeah. your, uh, your friends, uh, just somebody that's going to be like, Hey, remember we talked about this? Yeah. Are you doing it? Yeah. Are you not doing it? Are you, how's it going? What's happening? So, yeah. um, so <clears throat> sometimes <laughs> th- this is something where you ask someone, Hey, would you hold me accountable? Mm-hmm. Okay. Other times you're in a group of people and one guy gets the idea, we should hold each other accountable. Mm. And if you have a group of like seven dudes, there's like one dude that thinks that's a good idea because he wants to ask what's going on with you. Right. And another dude that that gets convinced in the moment. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. And then five dudes going, I don't like this idea, but if I say no, it's going to look like I'm trying to hide something. So 
that's fine. Um, and that's typically how that goes. Um, for, for guys, especially growing up, uh, especially single young men, it's really, uh, I'm going to have, I'm going to look not at your face when I say this, I am literally looking over your shoulder out the window. Yeah, I'll just Thank you very much. If you can move out of frame, that's fantastic. That okay. yeah. No, that's now? good. That's good. That's good. But, uh, uh, for, for, for guys, it's usually, Hey man, uh, did you touch yourself while thinking about a girl this week? That's usually what it is. Oh, I'm not going to say the word. Oh because <laughs> but um let me go ahead and mark that down great uh so but that is typically what it means for accountability for dudes yeah and so it it has some baggage along with it as well so if we could like uh change that up in the christian realm mm-hmm. and just you know uh, hey want to check your heart how's you going and, you know, all that stuff it's just it's got it's just got ooky feelings that people don't yeah. like especially people who are trying to work their way through all of this so well i think i think the important thing is really the the request for accountability needs to come from the person that correct wants you cannot it. suggest that i hold you accountable no hey let me hold you accountable to this yeah no that, that's, that's not the way yeah, it works yeah, and and i understand especially i mean we We've talked about youth group culture and sure. things like that. And, you know, I think that there are times that uh, a mentor, um, someone that you have already asked to be your mentor or uh-huh. asked to, like, help lead you in this way, they can suggest accountability. But at the end of the day, the person that's receiving the accountability really has, has to, to want it. They have to want it. Yeah. They have to be on board. Yeah, Otherwise, sure. it is. It's just somebody who wants to know what. I love it. What's your what you're doing? Yeah, I love it. Okay, what's next? Okay, so this I've got I've got two. This is going to change the subject a little bit. Uh, that's fine. Okay, hard read, left turn. Hard yes. left. Um, have we talked about fall festivals? Um, I I don't know that we've dived we've di- dived in dove Di- in dived in dividends. I don't think we've paid dividends on it yet. So no. so fall festivals or Hallelujah Night. Hallelujah Night. Yeah. Um. So if you have a fall festival <laughs> or Hallelujah Night, what what's really happening in that in that event? It is a Halloween alternative. Yeah. Now some some churches will refuse to hold it. On Halloween because they don't want to be associated with Halloween right. at all. Right. And they don't want kids showing up in scary, scary creepy, costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll do it kind of Halloween adjacent, sure. maybe the weekend before, the weekend after. Yeah. And it's what you would expect to find at a fall festival. You bobbing for apples, which is so gross when you really think about that. Oh, not in COVID times. Not uh-uh. in COVID times. Cakewalks. Uh Kind of like a like a kind of like a fair or something. What's right? a cakewalk? Have you ever done a cakewalk? No, I'm I'm being for real. You're being for real. Okay, so think musical chairs. Okay, but there's not chairs. There are squares on the ground. Okay, and if you so the music is playing and you're everybody's walking around. You have to usually have to buy a ticket. Okay, and you're walking around, and when the music stops, you stop in a square. And if you are in a square that has a cake that is associated with it, because yeah. cake people donate. And they put numbers on them, then you get that cake. Weird. Yeah, it is. It's a little weird, but it's fun. Okay, cool. I know. So, <laughs> when I was growing up, we used to do Hallelujah Night. That sounds funny. Oh man, it's you guys just, remember? You guys remember before, like, uh, before TVs existed? You guys remember, like, when when like the biggest entertainment was yo-yo and frisbees? They used to do these things <laughs> called cakewalks. 
And in Mississippi, they still do. <laughs> they they do. Yeah. Um, okay. And actually, they do them in Texas too. Because I just did. Well, I did. Just do did what? Whoa! Couple for real? A uh, year before last. Yeah. Oh goodness gracious! Okay, that's fine. Um. Anyway, <laughs> when I when I was growing up, we had Hallelujah Night, yeah. and you had to dress as Bible characters. Oh, for sure. So I went as Queen Esther. Every girl did, right? But everybody thought I was Jezebel. <laughs> I was so mad. Well, I was so mad, but I did win that year because I had the best costume. There you go, Jezebel or Esther, either one. Either, the best. Either either way. Well, I mean, Esther, you know, Queen. She probably uh, they probably actually dressed really similarly. Mm-hmm. If, if we're being fair, yeah. I think the the problem was that I had makeup on as a ten year old, and uh, that's what pushed it into the Jezebel category. Now, had you gone as Deborah and been like, none of y'all can judge me. I'm the judge. <laughs> that would have been pretty dope. I'm just saying. Mm, maybe next year. Next year. <laughs> Next year, like, hold on, like, like coming up, like this year, twenty twenty one. Maybe this year, it is twenty twenty one. Okay, so honors Deborah. Wow. Okay, fantastic. I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay, what's next? <laughs> um, what about vacation Bible school? I think that we well we no we talked about vacationaries. Yeah. Like missionaries that just, they're really just going on vacation. Vacation Bible school. Okay. VBS. VBS. If you see V. Okay. So people could be driving down the road mm-hmm. and see VBS outside of, uh, of a thing. And, and they may not know what that is and have any experience with it. And yeah. they probably just ignore it anyway. Cause it's in front of a church, but right. Vacation Bible school. Um, what is that? So, Oh, I got the perfect example. Go for it. Okay. Uh, remember all the revival description that we talked about earlier? Yes. It is that, but in the daytime for children during summer. Yes. There you go. There you go. It is. <laughs> I know people that used to, they used to plan their entire summer around the vacation Bible school schedule for all the churches in town. What? Because then they could have free childcare. That is Genius. Is that not the smartest thing ever? I do remember the first time that we put both kids in vacation Bible school and left. And after we dropped them off mm-hmm. and we were like, you want to go to lunch? Yeah, let's do that. It's like six hours of free child care. That's great. And if you plan it right, then you can have it almost all summer. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, churches well, do vacation Bible school all, all summer. As long as there's not. Carmen. Oh, no, that was supposed to be the COVID-19 drop. Where's the COVID-19? <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> also, if Carmen is there, we're not doing that one either. <laughs> no Carmen VBS. Peeling out of that parking lot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sorry. Wow, Go that ahead. was um, that went dark. That real was fast. real dark. Anyway, uh, so RIP Carmen. <laughs> RIP. Sorry. Um. So yeah. So vacation Bible school. I like it. It's it's not the way it was when when we were kids. Yeah. And we we attended, but um, you know I. I used to, I remember the first year I volunteered yeah. at vacation as like a leader, as uh-huh. a teacher. Which means that you were in the fifth grade instead of fourth grade. <laughs> no, no. I mean, when I was an adult and I was oh, like, oh, okay, okay, I was okay, like okay, an okay. adult and yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't know about this. Yeah. This is on. I'm not sure I want to do this, but I did it two years in a row. <laughs> so. That's, that's such an Andrea thing. What you just said. I don't think I like this. I'm only going to do it three more times. <laughs> Cause they needed help. <laughs> Because you're a two. Because I'm a two. I'm the helper. Okay. Sorry, you guys. Go ahead. What's the next on your list? Um, my last one. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Last, it came to me last night. Daniel Fast. Oh, my gosh. Have we talked about Daniel Fast? I just, I just don't want to talk about it. I'm going to tell you why I don't want to talk about it. Tell me why. I'm, I'm trying to get healthy. <laughs> Are you doing a Daniel Fast? 
No, 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 that's stupid. Um, <laughs> Cause that's not a fast. That's a diet. That's a diet, right? Like, no. Um, but I'm trying to get healthy, but I feel like, I feel like I'm fasting all the time. <laughs> Andrea, for real. I'm so hungry. You're so <laughs> You see how much water I've been drinking? I did. Like, I, I've got I, water bottles everywhere. Yeah, and I've you got, had that big thing that was like, what's in there? Do uh, you really want to know? This is Crystal Light Fruit Punch because I'm also a child. <laughs> Crystal Light? Do they still make that? Apparently. And they make Fruit Punch. Did you get it at Town Talk? No. <laughs> it's 25 years yeah. old. <laughs> it, came, it came out as one solid piece. It's not even powder anymore. <laughs> I got to take a spoon and crunch it up like it's heroin. Oh, nasty. <laughs> um, oh man, so, crystal light. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So, what is a Daniel fast? Well, for most people, yeah, it's just a diet. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not fasting. That's correct. Have we talked about fasting? Um, I'll do it real quick. Uh, fasting is where you don't eat. I know that that sounds like. Um, there's other people that say that fasting is other things. Fasting is where you do not eat. That's fasting. Okay. okay? You can fast, quote unquote, note for the audio, uh, air quotes. Um, so you can fast uh, other things. Like you can mm-hmm. fast TV or fast, you know, whatever. Um, but what actual fasting is when you do not eat. Yeah. Um, Jesus did it. Uh, he did it for 40 days. Have you ever done a 40-day no food fast? I have not. Okay. One time. Done a three-day no-food fast. One time I did a 40-day no-food fast. Oh, wow. Uh, Once a week, I would allow myself a dry spinach salad and a hard-boiled egg for uh, vitamins um, because the doctor was like, you got to have something. And then so I took a multivitamin and that and then just water. And so, But once a week, it was literally like a small thing of spinach and um, and a hard-boiled egg. Uh, I was like, I don't like either of these things, so that's okay. I can – this will – count as fast and i think i lost like uh, 143 pounds in 40 days it was ridiculous um but uh but that was one time i will unless god straight up like Mm -hmm. audibly seth do it i probably won't but uh but yeah so you can fast other things where you can be like i'm not gonna have i'm gonna fast sodas Mm -hmm. and then you fast sodas right? right uh what a daniel fast is is where is based out of the book of Daniel Mm -hmm. where he uh, told the king that he would only eat certain foods. Right. What were those foods? Uh, Mostly fruits and vegetables. I think that was, that was it. No grain, no meat, fruits and vegetables. So, so if you are a uh, gluten-free raw vegan, you are already on a Daniel. Already doing it. You're doing You're, you're, you're fantastic. That's good. (laughs) And you can put a spiritual spin on it if you, if you would like to, but Andrea, yeah. can I, I'm just like, for real, I just mm-hmm. want to tell you something. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, You're real hungry. Yeah. I, th- so I, I did, I went on a missions trip, um, which I think we've talked about. I did, I was in Central America for a month. And the first three days that we were there, we did Water only fast. Yeah. And as a 15 year old. Now, where were you? I was in Central America. I was okay. in El Salvador. I'm hoping bottled water. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, for three days, you're only drinking local water, then you're dead. <laughs> then you die. No, it was, it was bottled. Um, I think we could occasionally have Gatorade, um, but we did no food for three okay. days. That was, as a 15 year old, that was the hardest thing I'd yeah. ever done. Well, 
as an adult about 10 years ago, we were doing a started the year at the church with a month long fast and we were going to do liquids only. So it was my friend Summer and I decided we were going to do it together. We were going to do liquids only. About 10 days in, we decided that a liquid was anything we could suck through a straw. That is 100% right. I was like, I, I cut to day 14 and Andrea's buying Whataburger and putting it in a blender. No, we went to Brahms and Bra- got milkshakes. Yes. <clears throat> I got mint chocolate chip, uh-huh. which has bits that you chew. Yeah. She got Rocky Road. We were not fasting no. any, anymore. No. And when we pulled out of the driveway, uh, we're sitting in the car and a pastor from the church drove by and we <laughs> ducked. We ducked in the car. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Good memories. That's but anyway, awesome. I felt like that one was appropriate because we are in the middle of Lent. Yeah. Right now. We are. Started are, last Are you Are Wednesday. you fasting anything for Lent? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not this, I kind of feel like 2020 took enough from me. <laughs> I think I fasted a lot. And uh, 2021 started off with a bang. Yeah. I was sick. I lost my job. I got my wisdom teeth out. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't feel like I... I first of all, I'm not Catholic, so I don't feel like I have any sure. responsibility yeah. to fast. And second... I just didn't want to. <laughs> so, all right. So a couple of benefits from fasting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now fasting's all the rage, right? When you hear it fasting, is. it's like, oh, intermittent fasting mm-hmm. yeah. where you're doing this to try to kickstart your body into doing whatever it is you're trying to biohack your body. Okay. Um, a couple of things. Fasting, number one, is proof that you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Whenever you complete a fast, you can look back and say, I did something that was very hard and you can, you, you can do that. But the real point of spiritual fasting is to join Jesus in his suffering. Right. That is what you're doing. It's why Lent is 40 days preceding Easter, where we focus on the suffering of Jesus by joining in his suffering. That is the, that is the overall goal of, of why, uh, why that's done. However, there are other times when you can fast because you're trying to, um, you know, get closer to God, connect with him, have a deeper devotion with him. Um, or, you know, even if like, I, I need something to happen, right? Right. I have a sick family member. I'm fasting until I see it because I want, Mm -hmm. I want Jesus to know that I'm not just asking him to do something for nothing. Yeah. I'm willing to pay a price for this healing or this miracle or whatever else. Uh, I don't know if that's a good one for one comparison, but that's kind of how people treat it. And I I don't know that it's necessarily wrong. I'm not a fasting scholar. Yeah. I think um, if you, if you want to do a fast in, in my, in my mind and my opinion, I think if you're going to fast something, if you're going to give something up, you need to fill it with something else. A hundred percent. So, and you're like, well, what does that mean? Because if I'm giving it up, what's the point of filling it? You're filling it with, so for instance, if you're fasting meals mm-hmm. or a meal, you fill that time that you would be eating with prayer or yeah. devotion or worship, something like that. Quiet you f- time. Quiet time. I was <laughs> avoiding it, but you went there. So you fill it with a prayer walk. You No, yeah. you do. You, do <laughs> you go and you spend that time that you would be eating Focusing on something else. Um, a lot of people do social media fasts. Yeah. Uh, they start off their year that way. So what's the point of giving up social media if you're not going to fill it with something else? Right. So fill it with, again, devotion time. Yeah. Or spending time with your family, spending time with your kids. Sure. Whatever. So. That's good. That's the point. I think right. it's, you, you do, it is about depriving yourself. 
but it's about depriving yourself for a greater purpose. That's right. There, It's not the suffering for suffering's sake. Right. Yeah, there you go. All right. I feel like we've, uh, I feel like we've done a good job. Yeah, we've talked. I yeah. mean, I, I really, really do. Um, I want to talk, I, I want to bring up mm-hmm. one. Okay. It's a, the one that's at the top of my list, simply because I want people to know if they happen to hear this, what it means. It's the phrase, let me pray about it. The phrase, let me pray about it. If you hear, let me pray about it in a Christian circle, I want you to know what this actually means. Now, I am not talking about someone who is genuinely asking, can I take some time to pray about this? Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I, I'm not, I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about, um, you know, your pastor asks you if you want to be a part of certain, a certain ministry uh, and you go, you know, pastor, I see where you want me to be. Can I take some time and pray about it? That's going to be a big time commitment away from my family. And and I just, I, I just want to talk to my wife and I want, I want right. to talk to Jesus about it. Is that okay? That's one thing. If your response uh, is ever, let me pray about it. That is a Christian trying to find a nice way of telling you no. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do that. You know what? I'm going to pray about it so that whenever I tell you no, I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel led. Right. I just don't feel. I don't feel the the leading of uh, the spirit didn't break out and like point me in that direction. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, that's no because people in the church just have a hard time saying no. Just like mm-hmm. no, I don't think I'm going to do that. No, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that that's that's mine. That's my that's mine. My yeah. one. Let me tell you a story. Uh, yes, I know you like stories because this is on the flip side of that. Okay. A few years ago, we had a ministry at the church. I won't talk about what it was on air, but someone came and told me yeah. the leader of this particular ministry said, "God told me you were supposed to be a part of this," mm. and I went, "He never told me that." Yes, look at you. <laughs> and I was young. I was. This was more probably more than 10 years ago, probably 12 years ago. So I was pretty young. And I said, no. Yeah. Because I, I, I said, I have nothing to offer you. Good this for particular you. particular ministry. And I said, if he wanted me to be a part, he would have told me that. Yeah. He never has. And I have, I have no heart for this. Yeah. I will pray for you. I will support you. But no, I am not supposed to be a part of this. It First of all, it shocked me that I said it. Uh-huh. It shocked this person that I said it. Well, because you're a two and people see how, I mean, honestly, like when, when you're involved in something, people see how hard you work. And so what he saw was here's someone who I need, I need someone who will work this mm-hmm. hard. I need this person. And that may not always be the case. Right. right. So, uh, I feel like the Lord wants you to, by the way, I feel like the Lord, <laughs> One of those dangerous phrases, right? Yes. Like, um, I mean, you know, God told me anytime. Some, we talked about this when Shayla was on. Uh-huh. Anytime somebody says God told me, I'm like, mm, uh, I'm going to everything says no right now. So if, especially if they're saying that about God told them something about you. Right. That's going to make me go. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Why was God talking to you about me? Yeah. Especially if I've not submitted myself to your authority in any way. Or accountability. Or accountability. Yeah. <laughs> But Let's, I haven't given you permission to give me an accountability check. Let's get to the beat. Ah! All right. Uh, Satan confirms hell is just a house full of smoke detectors, but you can never figure out which one is beeping. Okay. Apparently my apartment is hell because <laughs> I got like 25 of those and it's impossible. 
to figure I'm walking from one end to the other. Oh, man. That, that's it. That was a good one. Yeah, just like, oh, it's so oh, close to home. Oh, my oh, word. Oh. All right. Andrea, what's your not for me this week? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I don't, I think this company has, must have a glitch in their system. Okay. <laughs> because starting yesterday around four and yesterday afternoon, evening, all night long and this morning. So probably 15 times I've gotten a notification on my phone from my auto insurance that they're about to take out my auto pay Yeah, for my, which is fine. Yeah. That, take it. That's why set I have it, it set. Yep, absolutely. But why are you telling me 15 times? <laughs> it woke me up at five o'clock this morning. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, I'm taking money from you. I'm like, I, I know. Oh, okay. I, I already gave you permission. Hey, hey, hey. Don't forget. I'm taking money from you. You know what's going to happen? You're going to check your bank account. And it's going to be gone 15 different times. If that's the case, I'm going to be so And good. you're going to be like, yo, what happened? You, they'll be like, hey, we told you. <laughs> oh, man. I better check my bank account. I know. Because it is, it, anyway, it is not for me. It woke me up at 5 o'clock this morning, and I was so mad. So um, I, uh, I had uh, car insurance with... Um, Somebody that I listened to a local Christian radio station and they told me which place to go get auto insurance because this is a good, good Christian family. And, uh, and so I went and got that auto insurance and, uh, and I thought, okay, you know, they're, they're, I'm not going to name names cause I don't want a lawsuit or whatever, but, um, but the might be a local Christian radio station that may talk about a particular auto insurance place. Anyway, so, um, so I do that and then I get into a wreck and I get run off the road. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that you even knew me at this point, this point in time, I got run off the road over here, um, right off the highway before they did all the construction. Um, I literally hit the end cap of a guardrail Oh, and uh, I busted through three of the pylons. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one stopped me, picked up my car and turned me around. And I was facing the opposite direction. So it was, it was rough. Um, I was okay. Um, I had a little bit of burn on my forearm from the airbag, but other than that, like I was shaken up, I was, you know, but I mean, yeah. So the guy comes over and he goes, um, uh, like, you know, they, they send all the paramedics and they send, you know, people, and this guy comes over and goes, so, uh, what were you thinking right before you went through that, uh, that, uh, pile on there? I was like, ah, I can't repeat what I was thinking on, on, on the show. And, uh, and, um, and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've seen people do this before. I've never seen anyone standing before. Like what? Yeah, people don't walk away from this. That people go to the emergency room for this, and I was like, well, honestly, my last thought was, don't tense your body, act like a drunk. I don't know. The, something hit me when I was in driver's ed when they were doing the whole drunk driving thing. They were like, it's never the drunk drivers they get hurt. It's the other one because the drunk driver has a slower response time and their body is looser. And so every time I've ever known that I was about to get into a wreck, I see someone coming up behind me. My thought is always exhale, relax. Mm -hmm. And so here I am and relax. And for whatever reason, I I was, I was fortunate. Uh, This auto insurance place uh, said, Oh, um, well, since we can't find the guy that hit, cause it was a hit and run. We can't find the guy that ran you off the road. um, This is your responsibility. Okay. Well, you're my auto insurance. So you're paying for it. Ah, yeah. We're not your auto insurance company anymore. I was like, 
What? Yeah, we're dropping your coverage. Yeah, but you have to pay for it through the time that you dropped it. Yeah, you're going to get a bill from the state of Texas for the damage you did to the guardrail. You're going to need to pay that. Like it was it was like legit, like a whole a whole fight. And so I may have called the local Christian radio station. And I said, uh, this is what happened. You talk about how great they are. This is the service that I got from now on. Um, anytime you talk about that radio station, I am now turning your radio station off. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to continue to have listeners, that's fine. But this is what this is what happened. And so I have not listened to that radio station in uh, a long, 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 long time. Because every time I turn it on, they're talking about this down home family is thing. Crazy. Yeah, that's a detailed Ooh. story. Um, yeah. A lot of detail in that one, which kind of speaks to my not for me this week. Uh-oh. My not for me this week is vague booking. You know what vague booking is, right? Um. So vague booking is when you put something on Facebook that's super <laughs> vague where people are like, what happened? What happened? Yes. What's going on? What, what happened? Um, th- this is the reason why it's my not for me this week is because vague booking is the modern day version of an unspoken prayer request. Yes. Um, guys, pray for me. Something just happened. What? What just happened? Or I don't think I can make it through this. Well, dude, don't kill yourself. And like, you know, what? Like everybody jumps to whatever the mm-hmm. extreme is. And it's like, that's the response that yeah. they're looking for. And right. so and probably they're just eating like a really spicy hamburger. Guys, I can't handle I this. Can't handle I it. can't handle this, guys. I'm sweating oh, right now. Oh, meat sweats. And people are thinking that you're about mm-hmm. to end it all. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Vague booking is, uh, is, is not for me. I all right. I'm with you 100%. 100%. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's the modern day unspoken um by the way my favorite phrase my favorite new like my favorite christianese phrase that we haven't talked about but we talked about recently is unspoken praise <laughs> for whatever reason it just makes me it makes me laugh did we i pushed that button already let's go with this button that, yeah that one works that, that button also <laughs> sorry big guy that's a show thank goodness <laughs> We're about to go way off the rails, guys. (laughs) But our thoughts and opinions don't have to be the final word, dear listener. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on any of the things that we talked about today. Yes. Don't forget to like, follow, and comment on all the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, and remember, for every uh, comment that you give us on any of the things, on any of the platforms, we will give money toward uh, a local charity or ministry. We're sending kids to to kids camp uh, this, this year. Not my kids. By the way, if you put money, like, I just don't, I don't want people to think like, hey, you're just going to send your own kids to, no, like send them to youth camp. Um, you should have like, left it open. You should have just I gone know, for it. I know, right? Uh, which, by the way, kids camp is like revival, but it's like sleepaway camp plus revival plus vacation Bible school. Kind all, of all together. together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, remember the greatest compliment that you could give is to tell a friend to listen to this episode or maybe a different one and then to subscribe because we will be back again. These episodes are always... They're so much fun. So much fun. Um, episode 9, episode 26, episode 38. These are our previous Christianese episodes so you guys can kind of go back and find find all that. Uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know if we're going to do another Christianese. I've got a really long list. I, did, I had no idea. I had no idea he had that list. Uh, but we, uh, we, we may do that next week. We may do something else fun. I don't know. Either way, we're going to be back. And until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. Dropping Sunday.